This is CliffCentral.com. Hello and welcome to another In Conference with Michael Jackson right here on your favorite podcast platform. This is CliffCentral.com, uncensored, unscripted, unradio. And here is where you get to meet the guests that I'm lucky enough to meet on my world of travels around the conferencing industry. It's been a hectic year this year. I think I've done about 180 events so far. I've met some really amazing people, one of whom you're about to meet now joining us on Skype from his home in Cape Town. He's a futurist. He's a trendsetter. He's an innovation guru. And you never use the word guru lightly because, I mean, it's overused in the modern marketplace, but this man really is a guru. His name is John Sarnai. And I've watched him do some work around the conferencing world, impressing clients like you cannot believe, talking about culture, trends and innovation. And it's a joy to have him on the program with us. How are you, sir? I'm wonderful. And what a kind introduction. I mean, I could only be wonderful after hearing that. Thank you, Michael. I'm great. How are you? I'm strong, like, um, like a bunch of monkeys at the end of a long sea voyage. And I'm happy to be chatting to you, mate. And, you know, the, the interesting thing for me, John, is that when people haven't met you yet, they're probably listening to this thinking a trendsetter, an innovation guru, a company culture specialist. What does that really mean? Tell us what you really do. Well, Michael, what's happening around the world right now is that our needs as human beings are changing. And uh, as our needs start changing because of the advent of the internet and all these new technologies around us, businesses who are in the business of creating solutions need to find new solutions based on these needs. And these needs uh, affect both the consumer and the employee. So the trends and innovation that I work with are always focused on both the employee and the consumer so that the, 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 the client is able to have a holistic approach to following trends and innovating across their businesses. So it's technology. It's also the attitudes of people shifting this world of instant gratification that we live in. And everyone talks about the young millennials. But, hey, listen, I was born outside the millennial generation. I'm still a Gen Xer. But even I'm kind of up to date. I mean, we're talking on Skype now. This is a podcast platform. You know, I use social media and all that stuff massively to engage with my customers. Are you finding that companies are reluctantly coming on board into this new world of communication and information gathering? Well, two things. One is you're an excellent example uh, and what you and I are called a generation flux, meaning that we are incorporating a lot of the millennial sort of habits uh, and watching them and saying, wow, if they can do that, why can't we actually do it? So they've pushed the envelope and we're just jumping on board. Um, so we are very much part and parcel of their way of thinking. Companies who are working with me, you get two very clear different sets. Uh, first set of companies are the ones that are in pain. Uh, the companies that aren't able to hire staff, and that's happened quite a lot recently, is uh, companies are struggling to get any sort of millennials wanting to work for them because the company is just an old sort of way of thinking. And uh, another type of company I work with is a, a company with a visionary CEO that understands that his skill set isn't allowing him and his board to really understand the future as it's coming to them because it's coming at them at an exponential rate. So companies are, are jumping on board either because of a visionary CEO or because of real pain that they're feeling. People say that job descriptions of today didn't really even exist a few years ago. Your job description is a classic case in point as a trendsetter, futurist, culture specialist. How did John Sane become all of those things? So I've, I've always been an early adopter from a very, very young age. Um, so it's naturally uh, sort of part of my personality. 
Um, but in my 20s, I was fortunate enough to be with a very, very uh, popular restaurant group. And I had extremely busy restaurants uh, in my 20s, uh, in the early 2000s. And what that really helped me do is uh, define and understand company culture within these restaurants. I mean, some of my restaurants were four or 500 seaters. So culture was paramount. And I understood that really uh, with, with, with clarity and with depth. And then at, uh, at, as I turned 30, I declared bankruptcy. And uh, because of my bankruptcy and the journey I did with that, I understood how I wasn't innovating uh, in order to have stopped my bankruptcy. And I really started to discover that I wasn't watching the trends. And because I wasn't watching the trends, I wasn't able to innovate. So trends, innovation and company culture are all based on my own experience of being in business for the last 20 years. Were you guilty of doing the same old, same old then when you didn't do terribly well in that restaurant industry? As you say, you declared bankruptcy. What was the biggest problem? Well, you see, with most businesses is we master something and then we're scared to change that master, that mastery. And that's exactly what happened to me. And I see it across the board from the banking industry to the mobile industry to the insurance industry, um, all of which I work with, is that they've mastered the old and those are the people that are most fearful of the future. Um, so that's exactly what happened with me. I, I was extremely busy and I thought, well, if I just carry on doing what I'm doing now, I'll continue being busy. And uh, unfortunately, the world is changing so fast that really isn't the case at all in any industry at the moment. So I see you sort of sitting down and going, right, let me regroup. Let me figure this out. Obviously, what's caused me to fail and there's no fear of failure. I mean, there's nothing wrong in failure. But you sat that you sat back, you assessed the situation, realized the world had changed. How then did you grow into this new amazing job description that you have? So uh, I started off about six years ago. I just started helping out restaurants um, not go through what I went through. And uh, within about a year of doing that, I realized that the application of the, the methodology that I was creating was applicable to both selling a hose pipe, a pizza, and an insurance policy. And I started diving deeper into the methodology, and I've created a methodology called Forever Profitable that uh, has a three-step program that allows any business to educate itself on the trends understand how to innovate, and then focus through culture and rapid innovation workshops how to bring that innovation to life. So now I work across the board with all sorts of industries applying this methodology that's applicable to any size and any type business. I watched you work at a massively large organization the other day with some very tough new and old set mind managers. You blew them away. I mean, when you, when you talk about what you do in your presentation stuff, showing people this world of change – a different thing to the way I do it, but you do it so incredibly well. All I heard afterwards was senior executives, boardroom level, panting around the table going, we need John Sarnai to change our business radically, and we need him now. Well, that's very kind of you. It was, I remember that, uh, that, that conference, and it was a greatly received conference. And that's an, a perfect example of um, really smart people in directorship uh, positions uh, not having the tools to redesign their business. And what I love about the process that I've created is it's a real step-by-step -step tool set that's applicable straight after the, 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 the talk that I give that works into workshops that people can apply immediately. And that's what I really want um, with anybody that I work with is to walk away with 100% step-by-step tools that they can apply straight away. And I think that's what they really enjoyed was that it was a real practical process rather than a sort of theoretical process. 
Now, we've got people listening to this podcast from Kazakhstan to Cairo. Um, we've, we've got them from Los Angeles to Lima, um, as well as all across our home base here in South Africa. What steps can you advise our listeners to this podcast on right now for them to be forever profitable? So the first thing you need to do is you need to look at three sets of pillars and three sets of trends that are affecting your business. And whatever business you're in, these trends are universal. The first trend you need to look at is the future of your industry and the possible competitors coming to disrupt you. You need to get onto Google and you need to get onto some trend websites and just start educating yourself and immersing yourself of who and what is going on in your industry on a global level and who is disrupting your industry on a global level. Once you understand that, you're able to make much more strategic decisions on redevising your business in order to stay ahead. The second pillar you need to look at is the future of the employee you're going to require in this new future business. As you mentioned a little bit earlier, it's really important to understand that the skill sets required to move your business forward are most probably different to the skill sets you're hiring presently. And the third trend pillar you need to look at is the future of your consumer. You know, the needs of our consumers are changing at a rapid pace. And if you're understanding the needs of your specific consumer group, you're able to redesign your business in lieu of their new needs with staffing your, your, your company with the new skill sets required. So the three pillars are the future of your industry and your possible competitors, the future of your employee, because without the right employees, you're not going to have a business, and the future of your consumer. So just on a side note, McKinsey's uh, and Deloitte's have a, have a study out at the moment, a report out that says that 50% of the world's working population by 2020 will be freelancers. Meaning that if you have a company and you want people to work for them, work for you, you're having to create a phenomenal culture to even attract the right people to come work for you because most probably they want to be freelancers and not really be tied down. So understanding the trends for staffing and employment engagement is a massive, massively important thing to look at as well. Now, I get that from a business owner's perspective, John. What happens if you are an employee yourself? Do your three foundation principles still apply? Well, no. Um, as an employee, you've also got to look at what sort of skill sets you have and how relevant they are in this world. And if they're not relevant, get yourself skilled up uh, really quickly, because if you're not relevant now, trust me, you're going to become a lot more irrelevant moving forward. And if you are relevant, look at a whole bunch of different platforms that are, on, that are, are available online that give you the ability to work with companies around the world. I mean, you've got so many freelancing websites like Elance, for example, that if you've got a skill set, you register on and people from around the world can almost ask you to do any sort of job and you can get have multiple income. So you could be working after work or maybe eventually even start doing that full time. The pressure on everybody, whether business owner or employee right now, is also immense, though. Um, are you articulating work harder as well as smarter? Well, I don't know if work harder is the right way. I mean, if you've just seen Sweden has changed their work days from eight hours to six hours. And uh, the reason they've done that is the, 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 they said that the Industrial Revolution and Henry Ford were one of the first people that dictated an eight-hour work, uh, work day. And in this day and age, it's almost irrelevant to have an eight-hour workday. And you can have a dispersed, um, dispersed working hours. And they've made it a six-hour workday. So harder, no. Smarter, without a doubt. Um, the technology available to us uh, is making our lives much easier. I mean, I set up my own personal website um, just uh, uh, about six months ago. And it took me two days. I mean, if you think about that, it cost, it cost me 1,200 rand. It took me two days to do it myself, and I really have no digital kind of experience. And that same website uh, would have cost me close to 50,000 rand two, three years ago. 
So the proof of the pudding is in the eating. What's the website address that our listeners can go to right now? Uh, it's www.johnsanei.com. Johnsanei.com. All right, brilliant. I'm hoping that everyone goes and checks you out because I know what your website looks like. And I mean, it's an amazing in, immersive experience. You spend your, your days not only consulting and conference speaking, but literally spotting trends. Um, it must be one of the most enjoyable things you've ever done with your clothes on, John. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, yes, true. Um, the thing for me is, like I mentioned earlier, it's just a natural thing for me. You know, it's been part of my personality from a very, very young age, um, always watching the new uh, thing coming uh, um, uh, coming up. And uh, I'm always following that. So whether I'm online or offline with my clothes on or without my clothes on, I'm always wanting to try something new and something exciting. And I'm able to bring that to my clients um, and package it in a way that makes sense to them. I'm not even going to ask you what you're wearing now. Thank God this is a podcast and it's not a YouTube program. Thank God. Thank um, God. So you went from bankruptcy to being forever profitable yourself, I guess. Well, yes. I mean, uh, I've built myself up again. Uh, I've got a couple of businesses uh, running again and I'm building new ones. Uh, it, it, was, it was a tough period of time um, for the first couple of years just to get my confidence back. And to feel and, and develop a new sort of persona around myself. Um, and also, I've got such a wonderful privilege to be exposed to these trends on an ongoing basis that I'm able to spot the rising businesses. So I've got a bunch of partners around me that are investing in the sort of trends that I'm spotting and developing my own sort of businesses on the side. And I'm also really trying to develop the biggest trend that's happening around the world that's called a workation lifestyle which is the symbiosis of work and vacation on a continuous basis. So I am presently setting up as many businesses as I can that allows me the ability to travel on a continuous basis and work as little as possible and as smart as possible. And boy, when I see you on stage, you're certainly living that dream. You look smart. You sound smart. Your content is absolutely smart. I guess in summary, because time is against us, this is really all about continuous reinvention and improvement, isn't it? Well, continuous, and that's why the tool set is so important because when you have a tool set, the continuous innovation, or as I call it, trenovation, is easy. Um, if you don't have the tool set, uh, a lot of business owners feel uh, stressed, uh, panicky, and not able to apply themselves correctly. So utilizing the forever profitable methodology allows you to continuously stay ahead of the curve and continuously understand how you need to be changing your business to stay relevant. And if you're looking for a real guru, listeners, this is the man, johnsanei.com. It's S-A-N-E-I.com, johnsanei.com. John, time is against us, a real pleasure. And besides, hey, it's the middle of the afternoon now, live for us in the studio. I guess you can take the rest of the work day off and enjoy yourself some more. It's been a real pleasure having you with us. Thank you very much, Michael. Good to chat to you. And you've been listening to In Conference with Michael Jackson right here on your favorite podcast platform. Cliffcentral.com.